Hi there. Welcome to Ask Abby, a podcast for newer business owners who are navigating the early years of entrepreneurship. I know how overwhelming those first few years in business can be, but you don't have to do it alone. I'll be bringing you the tips, resources, and encouragement you need to get organized in your business and finally make this your full-time job. We'll laugh, we'll cry, but we'll be in it together the entire time. All right, friends, let's do this thing. Hello, friends. Welcome back to another episode of Ask Abby with your host, Abby Valletta. That's me. Today we'll be talking about success. What is success? How do you get it? You know, and how do you create a successful business? And to kick us off, I'm going to read the definition of success according to University Google. Success is a degree or measure of succeeding, the accomplishment of an aim or purpose the good or bad outcome of an undertaking, and a favorable or desired outcome. So what success means at its core is a desired outcome. And where I think so many of us fall off when we come into business is we have these preconceived notions of what success looks like. We picture the successful businesswoman, right? You can I'm envision it. She's in, you know, a very professional looking outfit. She's got maybe the blazer, the high heels. She's in an office. She's got the, you know, big window. She's got her desk. She's fully booked out Monday through Friday. She's hustling. She's grinding. That's what we have in our mind is like the successful woman, the successful business owner. She's making X amount of dollars. She's, you know, providing for her family. She's booked out months in advance. This might, this preconceived notion even is going to be different for each and every one of us. But we have this idea of what a successful business should be, should look like. And oftentimes, whether we're consciously aware of it or not, when you step into business, all the decisions that you're making, every choice that you make, every step in the direction that you take is with this this preconceived notion of success in mind. The decisions you make are being flavored or colored by this idea that we have of what we think success means. And so when you go to make a big business decision, say you don't really want to be on Facebook for your business. I'm just going to give an example. You start your business. You're a Oh, let's see. What are you? You're you're a counselor. You start a business as a counselor or as a coach or mm, consultant of sorts. And you go to step into business and you're like, okay, 
everything that I'm reading says I should be as many platforms as I as I can be. And all of your preconceived notions are telling you you need to have a Facebook page. You have to have a Facebook page, your business. What kind of business doesn't have a Facebook page? But in your heart and your gut and your intuition, oh, nothing about it really feels good. You hate going on Facebook. The app is like time and energy suck. You don't really like connecting with anybody on Facebook. You know what I mean? It's just, it's, you don't like their values. You don't agree with the platform and their values. And you really don't, don't feel behind it. But because we have this version of what we see successful business doing, what we think is success, oftentimes there's this gremlin that you have to do it that way as well. You have to have the Facebook page because, you know, that's the right thing to do. That's the key to success. And when we look, we see what other businesses are doing and we base our every move, every decision off of this version of success. But what I want to ask you is like, what is your version of success? What is success to you? I know for me, the pantsuit, the fancy office, the heels, working nine to five, it's not my jam. That is not my thing, right? That isn't where I truly want to get to. And if I worked and worked and worked to create a business that fit everyone else's definition of success, I would probably end up there and feel really disappointed. Feel like I had these great expectations for what this success would feel like, but then I would get there and I would not feel successful at all. I wouldn't feel aligned for me. It wouldn't feel correct for me. So what is success for you? If you're new to business, success may just be getting one client. Success may just be helping people, sharing your message, spreading your message. You just want people to know about the great info that you have to share. I follow a lot of menstrual coaches and coaches who talk about menstruation and, um, you know, getting to know our cycles better. And so many of them, that is a huge piece of, for them of success is spreading that message and helping women to be aware of something they may not be aware of otherwise and helping women to understand their cycles. So maybe that's your version of success is just sharing your message, getting your message out there to people who need to hear it. Maybe success looks like a business that you can do around your kids' schooling. A business where you, you know, don't have to start until after the kids are at school and you're done and can get them off the bus at three. Maybe that is success for you. It doesn't have to be a million dollars or a hundred thousand dollars. Maybe it's as simple as building a business that lets you live your life. For me, success in my business 
is the freedom and space to decide how I spend my days. I do not want to live for the weekend. I do not have the energy to work consistently eight to six, five days a week. For me, success in my business is the space to wake up and decide if I'm going to get movement in. It's the space to have a beautiful day outside and know that I can get up from my laptop at any point and go outside and enjoy this beautiful day. So while maybe my business isn't financially where I would like it to be, I am still meeting my definition of success. I'm still running a successful business. Does that mean there's not room for more improvement or more success? Of course not. Of course. There's always, you're always going to be striving for something. And when we set these goals that aren't truly, truly important to us, we strive and we strive and we strive. And when we finally get there, you're, you're let down. You don't feel that freedom or any of those feelings you really were searching for. You've met someone else's definition of success. Okay? I'm going to give another example. When I was a massage therapist, I would always hear people say like that they would take like eight massages a day. Eight. And... For a while, I felt like until I was fully booked out, you know, with six to eight massages a day, five days a week, I wasn't successful. I just couldn't be successful. But the truth was, I was really freaking good at massage therapy. I was really good at it. I helped my clients break through pain in a way they never experienced before. But my energy couldn't meet those demands of what I was being told success was. My energy could handle three clients a day, four maybe clients a day max. So in order to fit that version of success, in in order to really truly help each person that got on my table, I couldn't take eight clients a day. At eight clients a day, there was no way I could give my clients the results that they wanted and the results that they needed. Because I didn't have it in me physically, mentally to take that many clients a day. So in order to make the business work, according to my definitions of success, I set my schedule up with set times. And I would only take three or four a day. And however much money I needed to make to support me and my life, was how I determined my pricing. If I can physically manage 12 massages a week, let's say, what is the rate I need to charge to be able to do that so that I can deliver the best results for my clients? If I had worked to everybody else's definitions of success, that fully booked out calendar, and stayed at everybody else's definition of appropriate massage rates for the area. I wouldn't have been able to help my clients near as much. 
I would have been exhausted. I would have been burnt out. My wrists would have hurt. My back would have hurt. I probably would have gotten injuries and had to take time away for injuries. And I wouldn't ended, I would have ended up feeling less successful in the long run. I would have felt like a failure. I would have beat up on myself. I would have compared myself to everyone else who was handling the 20 massages a week or whatever. But when I built my business in line with what my definition of success was, what was my definition of of that favorable or desired outcome, my desired outcome was being able to help the most amount of clients, to be able to truly give them life-changing results in my body work. And in order to do that, I could not fit my business to fit the mold. I could not force my business to align with somebody else's definition of success. So chances are you already have a successful business and you think you don't because of gremlins that it should look a certain way and it should look like X, Y, and Z. That it should be in the green and profitable right out the gate. When really, it's okay. It's okay if your business isn't profitable yet. I mean, you know, you obviously can't go on forever without a profitable business. But in the early years, when you're building up, there's so much investing. There's so much of putting money back into your business that it's really, really, really common to, you know, not see a profit for a couple of years. And that doesn't mean you're not successful. That does not mean you're not successful. If you are helping your clients, if you are making it work, and you are investing your time, your energy, your money into future successes in your business, then even if you're not profitable, you are already successful. Because you are building towards a place where you will be profitable. And maybe profit isn't even anywhere in your version of success. And maybe it is. But what does that really mean and look like for you? Is it having enough to cover the bills and, you know, give you space and freedom to know that you can live your life and you can eat dinner this week? Is it having 10K months? Because, or or is it just pressure? Do you just feel like 10K months will solve the problem? What is success to you. And one of the biggest mistakes with my clients that I see is setting their business up and making decisions in alignment with other people's version of success instead of their own. I had a client who, she's a fitness instructor, and she came to me She felt really overwhelmed with her business. 
Okay. She's a fitness instructor. She does some private instruction and then she does some group classes. She came to me really overwhelmed. You know, COVID had had her switch up her, her system a little bit. She had moved everybody online and she'd been teaching virtual group classes for most of COVID or most of the last year or so. And was back to taking one-on-one privates in her, in her space, in her business. And when she came to me, she was feeling really overwhelmed with the group classes. They didn't feel good to any, to her anymore. They just, they just, they weren't sitting right. They didn't feel icky. She noticed she was dreading showing up to teach these classes every week. She was dreading it. And you know, the energy just wasn't there. The passion wasn't there. On top of the, you know, drive and passion not really being there for her, they weren't really lucrative. They weren't really profitable. These were hours out of her day she was spending to teach a class. And, you know, sometimes 10 people would come, sometimes two people would come, sometimes four people would come. It was really inconsistent. And she couldn't, she couldn't count on a consistent income. So we started talking about it and I was like, okay, well, you love doing private instruction and that's just a flat hourly rate you charge for that. So why not take some of the classes off your schedule, fill those hours with private instruction, and there you go. You have more, your, your income's more consistent. You're doing a service you way prefer, a service you like a lot better. You're working one-on-one in person with people instead of working through the computer, which she didn't love. She set up a room in her house to teach virtual classes. She wanted to take her dining room back. You know, she wanted to take her life back. And as soon as I said, why not? Why not get rid of those classes? Why not be fully a one-on-one instructor? And she, she said to me, oh, I couldn't do that. I mean, what kind of, what kind of exercise, you know, teacher would I be if I didn't teach classes? I was like, you would be private exercise instructor, right? Like where is this gremlin coming in? in her mind, all the other fitness studios, all the other yoga studios and Pilates studios she'd ever seen had done it this certain way. Mostly classes, some private instruction. But for her, that's not, that wasn't her definition of success. That didn't feel good for her. And she actually was, you know, Spitting her gears, trying to show up in this way that really, really wasn't aligned. She told me she had people calling her for one-on-ones and she was constantly turning them away because she didn't have any space in her schedule. But she did have space in her schedule. And as soon as she canceled those classes, she filled every single spot with one-on-one instruction at a set price of $100 an hour, consistently every week, the same people. She eliminated the fluctuations in her income. She eliminated the headache and the dread of teaching a a service she really, she really did not feel passionate about. And one of the things we did in our coaching together was really help her work through those gremlins. And when I talk to her now, when I see her today, she tells me she can't even believe she ever hesitated. 
She can't believe she ever for one second, second guessed herself because it is so smooth right now. Everything is going so well. She loves how her business is structured. And she now has the flexibility with these one-on-ones to move her schedule around in the way that works the best for her. It's according to her definition of success. Every now and then I'll talk to someone who's like, oh, well, you know, mm, I put these times on my schedule because that's the time that clients like. But what, when do you want to work? What is your definition of success? If you create a business that does not work for you and your life and your energy, you're only going to end up bitter and resentful. When I first started in massage therapy, and for some reason, massage is giving me a lot of examples. When I first started in massage therapy, a lot of my clients wanted nights and weekends. I didn't really like working nights and weekends. My energy is really low in the evenings. I peak in the mid-morning and early afternoon. My energy was really low. You know, so for a little bit, I fell for it. I fell for the trap. I'm like, oh, I got to work when people want me. I got to work on the weekends. But after a few months of being exhausted, getting home and eating dinner at eight o'clock at night, spending my entire weekend missing family events, missing my, seeing my nieces and nephews because I was working, I knew something had to change. This wasn't the success I wanted. This wasn't the success that I wanted for myself. I didn't just want a fully booked massage practice. I wanted a massage practice that worked for my life. So I, I made the commitment to switch the hours I would be available and I cut down to two nights a week at 5.30, two 5.30s a week, you know, a couple Saturdays, a couple of people on Saturday, and mostly weekdays. And it took a little while to turn over my clientele, but eventually people moved their calendars for me if they really want to get in. Like I said, I was good at what I did. People moved their calendars to make it work for me. And... I just started to call in more clients who were available days. And after a few months, it worked out. I never thought twice again about it again, right? But had I let this gremlin stop me that, oh no, successful businesses do nights and weekends, I would have never come to this conclusion. What is your desired outcome? Is it more time? Is it being able to sleep in in the morning? What is your version of success? And I'm going to give you your official permission today to break every freaking rule you've learned about business. Break them all. I've been in business for four years. I don't use business cards. I don't use my phone number. I don't give out my phone number for business. There are 9,000 ways people can call me and my phone number is not one of them. And if that doesn't work for you, probably not going to be an ideal client. Find a coach who will, you know, like it's, yeah, it's really, really important as you set up your business to know what your definition of success is, to know what works for you, what works for your life. If you don't want to be answering phone calls all day, don't use your phone, right? It's as simple as that. And we so often make this harder than it needs to be because we're modeling what we see business is doing and that's what we think we should do. And if you can relate to that and you've been following some business that's in the same field as you and you're watching their pricing and their offers, 
Unfollow them. Stop checking their website. Stop looking at what other people are doing. Build the business to work for you. Do not work for your business. You will not regret it. I promise you. Because there's nothing worse than building a business, getting to where you thought was success, and ending up feeling trapped and feeling unhappy with what you created. And I know so, so many of you are in the early stages. You're just getting started. And this is the key time to set that foundation for how you want your business to look and how you want it to feel. And I didn't know it at the time, but my massage practice was really, really good practice for me to start realizing this stuff so that when I moved into coaching and I started coaching entrepreneurs, I had been through this. I've lived it. And right away, I realized I cannot build this business for everybody else. I cannot. It's got to work for me. So this week, I encourage you to get out a notebook, get out a journal, and journal on what does success mean to you? What is your version of success? How will you know when you found it? What will it feel like? And what are the desired outcomes that you truly want in your life and your business? All right. I think that's all I've got for you today. As always, reach out to me if you have any questions, any concerns, or any ahas that have popped up for you. If this resonates at all, let me know. I love hearing about your guys' wins, and I love hearing when my stuff helps you. So let me know. Love you all. I hope you have a really, really great week, and really start to sit with this. What is success to you? And let that be the driving force between every decision behind every decision that you make. All right. Love you, friends. Have a great day. And we will see you next time right here on Ask Abby. Mm-hmm.